Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon and welcome to Spotlight with me, Ruth Medjber. Thank you for joining us here on Dublin City FM or indeed catching up with us on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you find your podcasts. This is your weekly guide to arts, culture and brand new Irish music. On this week's show, we are going to be having the chats with... Two people, Mikey and Coleman, who have written and directed a stage play in Smock Alley Theatre called Best Man. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, We'll also be chatting to Una Malloy, who brings you Hibernical, a beautiful little festival that's happening very soon. And we are going to have a couple of tunes played live here in the studio from Jackie Beverly. Now... If you're listening live on the wireless, you can drop me a text, give me your feedback, tell me what you're loving, tell me what you're not. 087-179-1032 is the number. Or feel free to slide into my DMs. Ruthless Imagery is where you will find me on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, on all of the channels. Let's kick it off now, shall we, with a tune. Let's always just play a tune. I just like playing tunes here for you. I'm going to play this gorgeous song called Thorns and Bristles by Dunn Lovely. I hope I'm saying that right. Dunn Lovely, D-U-N-L-U-V-L-Y. Here's Thorns and Bristles. soul and everything you know Until the devil walks around and attempts to break me Wandering home like a lost foal But I brandish a look that could scare a baby Just 
I'm going to do something that's probably not done a lot on radio, on Irish radio. And it's probably for a reason, okay? But I don't care. There's a song I've been wanting to play now for a little while on this station, but I just haven't had the time because we have been packing the shows with live music. Last week, we had four bands live in studio. That's unheard of in a two-hour show, but we did it. We did it, and I'm proud of it. There's a song that I came across. It's called Bally de Hob, um, and it's by... Two people called Coex and Matilda O'Mahony. Now, I don't know an awful lot about them. I don't know an awful lot about their collaboration. But I fell in love with the song. It's quite experimental. It takes you on a bit of a musical journey. There's a lot of stuff going on. And here's the thing. It's eight minutes and 20 seconds long. I want to do it. I just want to do it. I want you to sink into this song. I want you to take eight minutes to yourself today. Put this on, stick the headphones on, blast the car stereo, wherever you're listening, and just sink into this and let them take you on a musical journey. I'm going to say no more. You just have a little listen. This is Bally de Hob. Thank you. 
Let's pick things up a bit now, shall we? Here is a collaboration by Chosta and Jape. Cho- Am I saying that right? There's so many fodders in this in this week's playlist. There's fodders all over the place. I'm not good with the fodders. C H O Father S T A. Okay, I think I'm just going to spell everything from now on. And Jape, we all know Richie Jape, absolute legend of a man. This is a song called "That Object Spoke to Me."
Here's a lovely wee tune I'm going to play for you now. It's called Bat Sanctuary. Uh, I'm going to play it to you now and you're going to go, that is not Irish. <laughs> I play Irish music here on the radio. You know that. Like everyone knows that. I know that. It's it's what we try and do because we do have so much amazing music being played on the island of Ireland and that it'd be an absolute crying shame not to play it. So here's a song. It's by Laurie Shaw. Uh, it's called Bat Sanctuary. And when I was reading his bio there, it does say that he was born in the Wirral. And sure, look, the Wirral is basically Ireland anyway, isn't it? Uh, he's, he's in Cork City now, though. Here is a gorgeous little tune called Bat Sanctuary. Map of the town. I have a red light over your house and an alarm that sounds when you ring my secret phone. If your cover has been blown, or you need to postpone, or you just don't want to be alone. a habit I could break but I mean it wasn't like sitting in a bookies all night or, or an unhealthy sexual appetite it was innocent at first I found a secret passageway a web of tunnels underground filled with bats and decay I followed it to beneath the bat sanctuary that's where I started to build my secret base I got a grant for a short But instead of a cast I pumped all of the money Into the booby traps Lovers came by To do it in there Oh, the cavernous sound It reached down to my lair So I rock-walled it all And installed a system that made the bats want to attack So that took care of them On a bulletin board Made an escape tube that went to where my boat was moored 
Sometimes I'd patrol the water Wondering when I'd see you appear On that pier head again The signal sounded And I saw you on my surveillance In the dark of the wood Pursued by assailants I fought them off with an ancient martial art But the reaction you gave me Really caught me off guard What the fuck did you do that for? They were friends of mine We were just having a daft time Like I was a disgraced MP Gotta get back Back to Sanctuary for sticking with us I do hope you're enjoying the tunes now still to come we have another interview of course this time from Una Malloy of Hibernical and we still have our live session from Jackie Beverly so stay tuned with us let's get poppy for a second shall we now here's a band that I saw only a couple of weeks ago down in Galway I think they're Galway natives right they're um they're called New Dad they're amazing they seem to be doing really well over in the UK here is a song called oh my god how do I even do this now I know it's like I love you too right but it's I-L-Y-2 I think it's I love you too I'm showing my age here now anyway I'm gonna shut up here's new dad I'm gonna 
I'm going to play you a tune now by the ever-lovely Paul Noonan, who is, of course, the lead singer of Bell X1 and also House Plants. This is a song he brought out way, way back pre-pandemic times in 2018. It's called Moth to Your Flame. And stick with us after this song because we're going to hear from Una Malloy about Hibernical, where Paul will be playing. Master 
welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Ruth. Yeah. Um, so, come here. You're, you're going to tell us about Hibernica, a fabulous, what would you call it? Because it's not quite a festival. It's like a collective. It's, a, it's an experience. I was very lucky to be one of the people that got to document the very first Hibernica, which was in lockdown times. And just for anyone listening that isn't aware of what it was, you brought a bunch of musicians, of artists down to Doolin during the time when we were all miserable and locked up and we hadn't seen each other in ages and you gave them an uh, like an opportunity to collaborate and create and then live live streamed the 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 results of that um so tell us a little bit like where did you get the idea for that incredible adventure we went on well so i mean i guess hibernical is is um the three of us myself and pierre starkey and peter kelly who yeah. are from three kind of different backgrounds in that i would be sort of in the, you know, artist booking um, uh, agency kind of side of things. Pierce is on the production end of things and Peter does gigs in the middle. And so we kind of, um, and myself and Pierce have, have been dreaming about putting on uh, something similar to what we put in, on in Zealand for a long time. Um, I suppose it was going to be a sort of an, an evolution of that mixtape show that we do. We do a, a mixtape in, in Vicar Street every New Year's. And it's just like loads of artists coming together and playing. It's like five hours of chaos playing David Bowie and talking head songs and everybody yeah. and you know a big eleven piece band and backing singers and brass and um, so we wanted to do a kind of a more musically serious version of that uh, and then um, it's kind of hard to do because it's just so many moving parts and people are on tour and busy that in a way when everybody was locked down and had nowhere to go. Uh, it was kind of a perfect opportunity to bring people together, yeah. um, and it was lovely. We did. We had a week of where it was a week of, you know, creating spaces for people to go and write together, and and they sort of were able to send music to each other remotely ahead of time, and just giving people space to to work together in a way that they haven't before, and introduce new artists who didn't know each other, um, and it was supposed to be originally it was supposed to be um, three days of gigs at the end of it, mm. where we sort of had a mix of all the, the musicians playing together and have really kind of in- interesting kind of combinations of mixes of people coming together to play. Um, but in the end, because it was like a sudden lockdown five before Christmas or something, um, it turned into a streaming. So we suddenly find ourselves trying to TP producers, which we are not. So we started, we had to stream the shows, but it was great. We, it just meant we got a, we got to, we got recordings of some of the latest songs that had come, come from it. So, um, and so from that, we just have, started to put on more and more interesting things. We put on a big festival in Clare Galway Castle um, and then this is this is the next thing so it's just a smaller, uh, there's just these two beautiful festivals or venues one is Orla House which is sort of in the mountains in Rathfarnham which is where I grew up mm. um, and it's like a converted monastery it's a beautiful venue and the owners there are really really cool um, and so we're just putting on these like it's only 100 people per gig it's um, it's three weeks of shows, one, so each artist will play a night in, in Orla House and then a night in Clare Galway Castle. Um, and it's just an intimate, sort of weird, very special, kind of awesome thing that we wanted to do. And, uh, and yeah, we got a little bit of help from the Department of Culture um, at, in around the Nighttime Economy Grant. So we just jumped at the chance. So it's kind of, it's, as usual, it's a bit of a labour of love, but... Uh, <laughs> But uh, it's it's going to be it's, I think it's going to be really special. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like in in the climate where you see 
you know, promoters and, and, and people going bigger. I mean, that seems to be people's next step when you're doing gigs. You know, you start off small gigs and you go bigger and bigger and bigger. You are going smaller. <laughs> why is it yeah. Why is it important I mean, to kind of cap it at 100? 100, 100 people is not a lot. It's smaller than your average wedding, like. I know. I mean, I suppose it's not that we're going smaller. It's just that I think our hope is that over time we'll, it'll just, we'll just do an awful lot of different types of types of events, you know, of all shapes and sizes. And that's what we all, we have done, you know, Pierce has been involved in the, the Ed Sheeran tour. He was the, the head of production for the Ed Sheeran tour. It's the biggest tour in Ireland ever. Um, uh, but, you know, like the next thing was the Hibernical in, in Doolin or Clare Galway Castle. So I think, and even for me, with Turning Pirate, which is my agency, I've always been um, very conscious of bigger artists, particularly Irish artists, always coming back and doing the small rooms, you know, doing the bars and doing the motions of and you know, like I just think it's very important for artists like say I look after Lisa Harrington for her to like be able to do the bigger shows but like doing the Vicar Streets which should sell out no problem but also going down to West Cork and playing. And um, yeah. I just think it's a really important thing for, for Irish artists to be, you know, and, and uh, it's the same for us as promoters or producers that we have to kind of the and the small. They're both as exciting as each other, I think. And, like, you know, would it be fair to say that you're, the, you, this, the artists need to do the small ones to kind of remind themselves of why they do what they do, you know, that they can see the audience's faces and they, you know, it makes it an enjoyable experience and kind of grounds people. Because, I mean, you mentioned Lisa Hannigan there and I think she is the most grounded, down-to-earth living soul in Ireland who's in the music industry. <laughs> and maybe that's because she kind of sticks to doing, coming back with you and doing the small gig. So maybe it is, you know, a mindfulness almost to kind of keep your, to keep your grow for your or your passion for your, your performance to come back and do the small things. Yeah. It sounds like you're really. I suppose it's just that yeah. there's, there's there's only so many big shows you can do as well. So you know, if, if you're going to do your, you know, three nights in Vicar Street or you know, like we look work a lot with Paul Newman as well. He's doing one of the Sunday the meeting the Sunday shows, and like they like one or doing three or four days in Vicar Street at the end of the year. You know, so it's like. But I think it's it's just it's a totally different experience for the artist as well to go into a ring with a hundred people and play their Bellex one songs on their own. You know, it's like uh it's, it's um, a little it's terrifying though, I'd imagine. Everybody. Yeah. And, yeah, but also yeah. really special, I think, you know, special for everyone. Yeah, I mean I personally love an intimate show. You know, it breaks my heart whenever um, I buy tickets to like a tiny venue and then you get an email about six months later going oh due to demand the venue has been upgraded and now they're in a huge venue and I'm like that's not what I paid for <laughs> little, I know, your heart I know. breaks a little bit obviously everyone in the industry just needs to do what they need to do but I'm like no I wanted to see them in a small space um, I know I hear you uh, so you mentioned there your New Year's Eve New Year's Eve gigs legendary New Year's Eve gig. are you going to come back and do them again now? <laughs> Oh, God. I, every year since I started doing them, I say, never do that again. <laughs> and then once it's finished, I'm like, hmm, maybe you could do this better the next time. But, um, it's been I, a while, uh, though, for yeah. lockdown, right? I mean, since you've had them. Yeah, it's been a lot. I can actually, we missed a year for various reasons before that as well. So we had we were supposed to have our 10th uh, New Year's Eve mixtape in Vicar Street, I think, in 2019. Yeah. And it never happened so for we- various reasons. So... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hibernical has kind of taken over as a slightly more grown-up 
thing that I that we've started doing. Um, but uh, wow. yeah, I think we'll have to we'll have to do the tenth one. Split yourself sure in two. Sounds like you're a woman that needs to split yourself in two and do all the things that people <laughs> want of you. So meet me at sundown, which is a hibernical event. Um, so it takes place in the two venues, like you said, Orla House and in Clare Galway Castle, the fabulous Clare Galway Castle. Isn't it just a divine space to be in? Um, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I don't know if you've been to Orla, but it's similarly and really special it's like it looks out all over over it's like the best view of Dublin City that I've ever seen I haven't um, been and just that's one of the nights I think it'll be really special I hope you can come along with I'd love but, to uh, I'd absolutely love it's, to um, yeah it's a really they're both just really special venues and they're kind of it's a Monday Tuesday they're kind of grown up gigs in that <sighs> like there's a free shuttle bus available from so you can you can go to you know the 15 bus stop in Lafarnham get a bus out to there and there'll, there'll be a shuttle bus that can pick you up and bring you up and bring you back for the last bus. You're you selling this hard, isn't it? You're, you're saying all the right things. <laughs> if you <laughs> if you tell me that there's a comfy well, chair at the end. <laughs> if you tell me there's a comfy <laughs> chair. <laughs> I mean... But it, I think I just find... I, it's funny, I just find that uh, after lockdown, I'm much more inclined to like go out of town to a quiet place where there's seats and a nice glass of wine and, you know, as opposed to... Uh, yeah. Into a nightclub, I'm just a bit more. I'm, I, maybe I'm just getting old. But, no, um, yeah, I, it's a Monday and Tuesday night, so it's all very gentle and very grown up and very civilized. But it's. I'm sure it's. It's all about active listening, though. We're going to pay attention to an artist in a spectacular surrounding. We don't care if we're, you know, if we're in town and the buzz and all that kind of stuff. Town is manic these days. I'd much prefer to be on a nice, comfy shuttle bus going out and getting a glass of wine now. Um. So it's it's exactly. It's, and it'll, it'll all it's all be fo- it'll all focus be focused around. As a hibernical generally is just around it being really beautiful and really relaxed and really calm and, and the home to bed for like a grown up wow. um, and it's the next day. <laughs> so October yeah. 10th and then 17th and 24th are in Orla House and then 11th, yeah. 18th and 25th in Clare Galway Castle. So you have the artists working yeah. two nights in a row, is that it? They, they play one night and then yeah, they, they so shoot on down to Clare Galway. Yeah, and the first night is Paul Noonan. The, the Orla House one is sold out now for Paul Noonan, but it's Paul Noonan from Bellex One, and Danny Larkin is doing the support. He's an amazing artist from Belfast, I think. And uh, and then we have um, Mick Flannery and an American artist called E.W. Harris for the second round, and then there's a double headliner with Jenna Hayes and Kathy Davis for the third one. So it's a really special lineup. I think all three of them are going to be magic. That's beautiful. Listen, you've you've done a hard sell here. I love it. Like, what's not to love everything you're saying here? Una, thank you so much for joining us today. Best of Thanks luck with the show. Having. Yeah, good luck. I can't wait to see. And I'll see you on New Year's Eve when you put on your magic show again there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Una. Thanks a million.
Let's take a sweet little track now from Rachel May Hannon. This is Breathe. play you some more Irish music I'm going to play you some more 
female Irish music because there just seems to be so much of it out this week. I'm delighted to see this. I really am. I don't know if you've noticed this, if you've been listening to my show from the beginning. We play a lot of female Irish musicians on this show and it's not, you know, it's not something I'm going out and sourcing. It's just when you open your ears and you just listen to everything that comes across your desks, like there is no need for a gender bias there's no need for a gender imbalance like there's so many great young fresh talented artists male female non-binary that like you can't help but play women and you can't help but play everybody like just everybody is so good I'm really really excited about the level of talent that the new generation is bringing to the Irish music industry I'm going to play a tune now by Lucy Robinson uh this one's called Reverie but like stick with us because I'm just going to play more and more Irish tunes. <laughs> I just love this. I love it. I love getting to play. I love getting a chance to play these songs here. Uh, right. Okay. I'm going to shut up. This is Lucy Robinson. I'm glued stuck to my seat. Just my love. I want to move my feet. And I can feel how many faces meet In the April sun, I'm in reverie Really wanna be where I need to go Sunsets get me done, so Get a pretty sick of these my brick walls I'm just spent doing what I'm told Really wanna go where I need to be Rolling the grass with the birds and the bees Time I'm spent in fantasy You know what I mean? On the road to hell In the driver's seat No seatbelt The devil next to me Gonna break this spell Cause I need to leave I'ma pack my bag I'm heading for every Really wanna be where I need to go Sunsets get me done so Get a pretty sick of these my brick walls I'm just spent doing what I'm told Really wanna go
Now, joining me on the show, I'm very happy to welcome Mikey Fleming and Coleman Hayes, who have written and produced a brand new show coming to the Smock Alley Theatre called Best Man. You're very welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks very much for having us. Now, this caught my attention when it came in in a press release because it sounds <laughs> absolutely gas. <laughs> it's about being 30 flirty and having a breakdown at your best friend's wedding, which I'm not saying I know from personal experience, but I kind of know. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us then, uh, how did it come about? Are you supposed to single um or were you at the time of writing yes <laughs> yes at the time of writing yes uh i one of half of us are single <laughs> <laughs> the bottom half <laughs> go on tell us so uh so coleman you wrote it no sorry oh, we, sorry we wrote it we together, wrote it together. Yeah. um i think I, I, we so i wrote something before and coleman read it and kind of said if you had something else and i i pitched the bare bones of this idea and it turns out we both have very similar dating <laughs> histories and it, we just it became like a, a, a very long therapy session that we turned oh. into a script and um, yeah there was a few moments even writing it where we were like why is he acting like this <laughs> yeah. and I was like oh that's the reason why yeah oh and it was God. like almost like um, yeah uh, diving deep into our own sort of uh, trauma. You're therapizing yeah. each other yeah like, oh, no but, but you are enough for people it's yeah. okay <laughs> yeah it's definitely not uh, directly based on us, but we've we've transplanted all of the worst aspects of our personalities onto this one human being. Yeah, and it's a comedy. I feel like yeah. I, I, I said, this is a comedy. This play. will be fun. <laughs> this will be fun. So it's about it's about being single at a, at like your mate's wedding and kind yeah. of realizing that everyone in your social circle has kind of has begun settling down. Yeah, it's um, it's about a guy. He's giving yeah, his best man speech at the last single friend. So it's the last wedding after a series of weddings, and it's kind of he he's just realized that he's being left behind, I guess. And that sort of is the... And he's also lost his speech, so he's just kind of waffling, so to uh. speak. And it just sort of... Uh, it's him basically having a breakdown over the course of the speech as he realises all of the decisions that have brought him to this moment. Oh. Um, but yeah. it's a comedy again. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, we swear. Um, no, it does sound really interesting, and I'm sure a lot of people can just hard relate. Like. Yeah. yeah, I'd say there's there's going to be a, a, a great amount of people in their 30s that will relate to it. But I think anyone who's been to an Irish wedding has probably seen a version of this speech. Yeah. Not this speech, obviously, because God bless, I, I hope it doesn't happen that often. <laughs> but like, I've, I've, I think I've been to about 12 or 13 weddings in the last two years. And so I've seen variations of like... Yeah. You know. Like I'm really interested to to kind of view this from a female perspective because I feel like, or maybe I'm just you know target advertising. I get I read Dolly Alderton's book. Uh, it was the novel, which is very kind of like similar topics in a way, but she's not having a breakdown at a wedding, but she's realizing that like a lot of her friends have married, and mm. you know it, it kind of comes to us all in our mid thirties where we we kind of have that little panic and fear. I think in our parents' generation, it was like, oh, the talk is clicking for kids. But now we've stricken that off completely. Now just the talk, the clock is ticking for like, are you going to be alone forever? Like, mm. So I feel like her book and everything that she writes, and there's a lot addressing it for, for women. But I don't think there's anything really addressing it for men. Yeah, someone said that to us. We didn't even think about that because at one point we were like, because we wrote it for a scene and heard. And we were, when we were looking at that point, how do we develop it into something bigger? We're like maybe we could do it from a female perspective. Yeah, uh, yeah but the, someone, it was uh, the, uh, someone who was working on it at the time said that the in, most interesting thing about it was that they hadn't seen this point of view before. They've seen so many variations of, yeah. you know, always a bridesmaid. Exactly, um, yeah. I think because, you know, Maybe it's just the way society sets us all up that, you know, women, you should be panicked. You've got no time. <laughs> yeah. we, we don't think about the lads who are just as single and lonely as the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> we have a play. <laughs> you have a, is it a clever ruse just to get to, to, to start it dating? For me. Um, <laughs> you've yet to work for Colbert. You found someone, so you're off the market now. She's seen the play as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> very, very early days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I stupidly said when I started dating her <laughs> that she could come. Because I, it was kind of modesty, but not realizing how many friends and family were going to come. I said she could come to the second performance if we got a standing ovation on the first, oh. thinking that would never happen. And we did because I oh. had like we all had our, our parents and whatever at it. So, of course, I got a standing ovation. Yay. And she saw that uh, someone shared it on social media. It's like, well, I'm coming to the second one now. Um, oh, wow. She saw that. She's obviously still okay, <laughs> waiting. <laughs> yeah. I really want to see this saw, play. So you found a lovely relationship now and you're so but uh, am I right in assuming that you're still single then I'm still single I'm dating in fact I was, I was, I was I'm <laughs> you're going to say now why do your date while you're not on that date <laughs> no, I, I am actually meeting someone for a coffee after this okay, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. is this but like a tinder thing a bumble thing a hinge thing I guess it's a I'm on all of them yeah God, that sounds so desperate <laughs> no it doesn't like... that's the way you have to play the game lads <laughs> everyone's on yeah. all of them because it's a different type of person on all of them that is that is true <laughs> I was on a I was on a date actually about six weeks ago and I thought it went well we were meant to go on a second date, but I knew we weren't when she texted me. My name is Coleman. Yeah. She goes, hey, Colm. <laughs> and I was like, I don't even need to read anymore. She's like, look, Colm, it's not going to work out, Colm. No, Colm, no. <laughs> like, Maybe that was... Great for Colm. You know? Maybe. She should text back. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear about you and Colm. Yeah. yeah. It's like she meant to text Colm, not you. You're still going out with this girl. <laughs> our second date? Yeah. So okay, so we're gonna wish you every luck for your afternoon date now after this Jeez. radio. Session. I did not tell him what radio because I was like, I don't want him listening. I was like, I was so afraid. Well, it's not it. live, so we're gonna put this interview out in <laughs> yeah, a few yeah. days' time. So maybe you can text me an update and tell me how your date went. And we can, by the time we air this interview, I would like an actual update. <laughs> It'll be like first dates where you send in a photo of the two of you absolutely battered in coffers yeah. later on. Okay, so as ploys go to 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 sort out your own singledom, I think it's 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 really well done. And now you've got um, performances in the Smock Alley Theatre from the 25th to the 29th of October. You look like you have a question there, Coleman. No, it's the 25th. It's okay, I got it. I, I, I got this. You just eyes on the prize. Just think about your date later. That's, yeah. that's a, where are you going? I'm actually interested now. Um, I think we're just because usually for a first date, I just meet for a coffee and a stroll. Because I'm like the days of going for drinks. I'm like I just feel like we're putting up the. Um, like he's beaten down. If <laughs> <laughs> well, like, he's got a coffee and a stroll, you're like we can look at stuff if things get awkward in the conversation. Oh wow! And it's also like it's kind of. And there's a time limit on a coffee and a stroll, right? Yeah, yeah. You're like, once the coffee's done, you're and like, and you're not hey, investing. <laughs> yeah, you can so leave. You're not investing a whole evening to this person yeah, either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if it goes wrong. Yeah. Like, I do know people that do half-hour dates. So they'll do, like, on the top of the hour, they'll meet one person, and then, like, they'll have a, like, 45-minute date, and then they'll meet another person mm-hmm. after that. Yeah. So they'll fit, like, three or four dates in of an evening, Stressful. sitting in the same pub. Because how do you remember... How always, when I was dating, trying to remember who's because you chat to so many people and you remember, oh, you've si- you've four sisters, yeah. oh, you're from here, and then you meet that person, you're like, wait, were you the one with? <laughs> I guess maybe they're taking notes on the slide. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, 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 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a friend of mine. He has a friend who works in what's the name of those rooms where you have to unlock and uh, escape room. Oh yeah. He works in escape room, and one guy kept bringing all his first dates into the <laughs> escape room. But the people running the escape room were like, "We recognize this yeah. guy. He's been here a lot." But also, it makes it look like he's like some mastermind. Yeah, yeah. He's in it's the room. He's just like, "Would it be code one two three four over there by the left?" And did you see the thing? Like genius move. But they have to ask at the beginning. They give a talk. Is anyone done this escape room? They're all like looking at him. Yeah. Like, Has anyone, <laughs> anyone at all, anyone? Guys, like looking around. Like, it's a no. weird metaphor to bring a date into. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can get out of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Amazing. So what? What? So what can we? What can an audience expect then coming away from your show? Lots of laughs, I hope. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's so like the the conceit of the, the the whole performance is you're the audience at a wedding and you come to see the best man do a speech. Yeah. So you get to see the whole speech and watch as one person kind of unravels unravels <laughs> in front of you. So it goes from like classic Irish awkward uh, best man speech into you know, something a little bit more existential. I think how we when we started writing how we pitched it was like Bojack Horseman meets uh, like old school Unbelievables. You know, their live shows. That's brilliant. <laughs> where there's a, there's a little bit of audience interaction so you feel like you know when they used to do the, the bits where they'd be talking to the audience as though they're in the thing that they're, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. at the wedding, at the funeral, at the yeah. christening. So we've kind of brought that element into it. So Brilliant. Um, so did you spend a lot of time researching best man speeches then? Didn't have to. Went to a lot of weddings. Really? <laughs> we're, we're just at that age now, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Like, okay, so you're just pulling from your own experience. Have you been best men before? Oh, yeah. 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 Did it go um, well or is this, is yeah, this, is this it a did. trauma it, here? In my case, I, it went really well. I was, I had to, because my friend had gotten married in COVID. So oh. I was the, what do you call it when you actually, the celebrant. Um, oh, yeah. So that was my speech. I wrote that part of it. Ah, Brad, um, no bother to you then. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just, I just do a play out of this. Taken now. bits of that and put it into the play. I don't know if he's okay with that, but, <laughs> but it's there now for life. Like, that's fantastic. Yeah, I was best man for my brother's wedding. Um, that went, yeah, that went really well. I didn't, uh, I'm looking for trauma stories. No. <laughs> I'm looking for things where you upset everyone and they walked out. You got, you know, no, okay. I'm glad everything went well for you. <laughs> but, um, so the show sounds... Well, come see the show. You'll see where uh, the trauma comes from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, you can leave us on a cliff edge there. Then. That's brilliant. So we can catch Best Man in the Smock Alley Theatre October 25th to 29th. Um, Mikey and Coleman, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Best of luck with it all. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. And your date. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pick it up a bit now again, shall we? Yes, bring the energy. Okay, this is a song I stumbled across uh, by an artist I've never heard of before, but I really like her. It's 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 wild. It's kind of a bit ska. It's a bit punk. It's cool. It's not like anything I've, I've heard recently coming out of Ireland. Her name is Ruby Moss. This is a song called Pretend. Have a little listen. I hope you like it as much as I do. Pretend, pretend that I'm not crying inside
pretend, pretend that I'm not crying inside. Pretend, pretend that I'm not dying inside. about what's happening around town shall we open house dublin is back so if you enjoyed culture night for no other reason than you got to snoop around some great places for free you will probably love open house dublin (laughs) open house dublin runs from the 14th to the 16th of october and you know in in a very well it's probably not the right way to say this but it's a load of really fancy gaffs will open their doors and let you go in and have a route around like gaffs that you wouldn't normally get to see in you know people who have spent like I think it's private homes as well where they've gotten really fancy architects in and you get to go and have a look at what the architects have done with this little space whatever and then there's there's loads of like um obviously historical buildings like Marsh's Library or the Library in Trinity College or the government buildings and the National Gallery. So these are all spaces that wouldn't normally be open to the public um, or that they might normally charge in or whatever. So they're opening their doors and so many, so many different buildings and spaces are going to be open and you get to go in and have a good look and maybe get a tour off people and whatever. Um, I think it's I think it's fascinating. I really do think it's fascinating and it's it's a good way of seeing all the incredible buildings that we have in in Dublin and Ireland. So anyway, so this is Open House Dublin. It's the 14th to the 16th of October. A lot of the things, a lot of the tours are pre-booking. So you have to go to the website which is openhousedublin.com uh, and pre-book in advance. I've just tried to book uh, 
um, a slot to go up the viewing tower, not the viewing tower, what should they call it? The control tower for the airport because I was like, that would be amazing. But it's booked out. All the good stuff is with. Not all booked out, but you know. I think I'm going to go see the, um, the Dunsink Observatory because that seems pretty cool. And maybe Malahide Castle. Have a little nose around there. So yeah, take yourself there. If you have nothing to be doing the weekend after next, have a look for Open House Dublin. Now, I have a programme of events here coming up that is in a new venue and it's a new space and it's loads of new artists. So, yeah, I'm going to give you, like, this is just blowing my mind that I knew nothing about this. There is a space called The Playground. I had never heard of it before, which is fine because, you know, I'm old and out of the loop. But it's in the Glenview Industrial Estate in Drimna. Right now, these are alcohol free events, but it's a series of four shows over four nights. Now, I've missed one of them, uh, which was October 3rd, but there is October 10th, Sarah Crean, Dove Lee, Valerie Rose, October 17th, Maria Kelly, who we, of course, love on the show. Holly, Katie Phelan, also love on the show. And then it goes right into October 24th. It's called Eru. E fada I or you. So many fathers in the show this week. <laughs> Series of four shows. And here's the thing it's featuring Irish female and non binary artists. Gigs for the boards. <laughs> uh, so that just sounds class. It sounds brilliant. A new space with new acts. Tickets are only a fiver, and all the proceeds are going to belong to that incredible charity that do the Lord's work I tell you um, so yeah tickets are available from Eventbrite uh, and that's in the playground in an industrial estate out in Trimna wouldn't you know there you go let's keep the Irish tunes flowing shall we this is by Avelina a song called Never Feel Again
Let's have some more tunes, shall we? This time from Days. Days, you remember, was around a few years ago and I'm delighted he is back. His bio, which says he straddles the lines between rock, punk and hip-hop. And if you know him, you will definitely know that that is true. Here is his brand new single. This is called Therapy. Kind of wish I was in Vegas At least the lights don't ever fade Cause your memory is changing And you don't wanna know me I'll just pretend that I still hate you And tell them that I'm okay when I still know you feel the same But you don't wanna know me No, you don't wanna know me Trying to say the feeling never faded And I just wish that you would run away with me I know sometimes that I can get impatient But I'm waiting, I'm waiting You don't wanna settle down I said all this shit in therapy Maybe we can talk about you coming around And you coming back to me Don't wanna be a friend right now I just see your future next to me Maybe we can mess about And you'll come around And you'll fall in love with me I'm writing letters in my phone We're always gonna be alone I'll give you the chance to figure it out And figure me out Cause you get complacent when I'm overthinking I'm not gonna waste it, I'm not finished chasing I put down the bottle to hold on your face And I'm just asking you for one chance and I'll take it You don't wanna settle down I said all this shit in therapy Maybe we can talk about how you coming around And you coming back to me don't wanna be your friend right now I just see your future next to me 
guys, it's producer Ashley here. So when we spoke to Coleman last week about his play, Best Man, which is on in the smock alley later this month, he told us about a cute little date he was going on immediately afterwards. Well, we at Spotlight always deliver, and we have since then gotten a much-needed update from Coleman about his date just for you. So take a listen. Hey, Ruth. Hey, Ashley. Um, yeah, the date, we, we met up. We went um, for a coffee and a stroll, and like that's what we said we do. Um, and then after that, I think we're strolling like along the waterfront for like, I think maybe like an hour. And I was, I was getting kind of peckish, so I was like, "Look, I'm gonna go for food." Um, I mean, I didn't say it like that. I was just like, "Are you like, do you want to go for food as well?" And um, she was like, "Yes." Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, okay," because like I wasn't sure how I was gonna go. I left my book in the car. I was like, in case, I'll go for food on my own. You know what I mean? God, that sounds terrible. But, um, so then we ate and yeah, we were just getting on well. And then afterwards, um, she suggested that we walk up to this other kind of scenic area. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm well game. You know, (laughs) I just, you know, I didn't, her suggesting it, I was like, cool. This means that like, uh, this date isn't going poorly. And, ended up holding hands and having a kiss <laughs> there you go now there you go um so yeah it went well and we said we'd see each other again in um in a few weeks i don't think i told her what best man was about though <laughs> a man in his sing in his 30s desperately single i think i left that off just to make myself sound somewhat more appealing but uh yeah so yeah thank you very much <laughs> Come see best man in Smock Alley. I've always had a lot of problems with listening. You can try repeating, but I won't ever take it in. I'm a nightmare. But you can't blame me for trying. Left on the heat and after leaving for hours. And I keep spilling food. I want to eat on the sofa. Do I belong here? Drink a little too much I get the fear I think I've said something stupid I'm a disaster Why do I even leave the house for? I could write a book about the things I've regretted I've told a lot of stories that I really shouldn't But what's the point of living if you don't mess up it Thank you. 
It's the same old story, different day. I still tell myself I can change, I can change. 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 Now, I played this tune, the tune I'm going to play next. I've played this last week, the week before, and I loved it. I fell absolutely in love with it, so I'm going to play it again. It's called Call the Coroner by Shawnee Birmingham. Call the Coroner He's the man for you I saw you fall and wishing well You flipped a coin but you couldn't tell Oh, oh, oh. 
Blood Donor is back with a brand new single. Here is Lonely Street. played this next track before but I love it and that's what this show is about me playing tunes that I love (laughs) it's not it's about bringing new Irish music to new audiences via the airwaves on our beautiful community radio station here in Dublin City FM this artist her name is Katie Kim and this is just a hauntingly beautiful song it's called Eraser Are you looking for something to do that's quite cultural this weekend? Look no further. You've come to the right place, of course. This is the Arts, Culture and New Irish Music Show. Um, There is an exhibition, a photographic exhibition, happening in Hen's Teeth. 
which I love. Love that space. It's a great cafe. It's a great event space. It's a great shop. It's called Standing Still and it's by photographer Olin Brannigan. Happens from the 6th to the 9th of October. And what he has done, which is very interesting, has brought like studio lighting to Neolithic monuments around Ireland. And what he's gotten is these like really dark, gorgeous sculptures out of like the night they're fabulous anyway I'm doing a really bad 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 version of explaining this to you here just go head along to Hen's Teeth which is down in the tenters um, like Dublin 8 is Black Pits I think Black Pits go down there see gorgeous work pick yourself up some books some prints some whatever else um, and check that out Hen's Teeth my next guest I'm very delighted to say is Jackie Beverly. Jackie thank you so much for joining us in the studio today. Thanks for having me Ruth. You are here because a month ago you released uh, your debut EP called Temporary State. Many congratulations on that. We've been playing it to death here on the show. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah it's um, great to have it out. Does it? Yeah. Yeah it must be kind of like almost a sense of relief right when you finished a project that you can be so proud of. It's like I get such satisfaction from completing tasks like if my my entire life is made up of to-do lists and I just love taking them off and getting it done same I yeah. bullet do you bullet I, I don't but I really want to get a bullet journal it's amazing it changed my life yeah okay well now I'm going to get one because People, yeah, you're not do. the first person to say it to me oh so. it's just divine it was actually a promoter down in Galway I believe you know Googie right everyone knows Googie yeah. Googie got me onto bulletin and I was okay. like oh, I, was, I was always thinking how does this man do so much he only has 24 hours it's the bullet journal it's the bullet journal okay I'm going to get one this show it. is brought to you by <laughs> it's not but I mean releasing a debut uh, debut EP is is no small task you know an awful lot goes into it um how long were you kind of building it how long when when did the inspiration strike so this collection of songs was a funny one because I know normally um well maybe not normally I guess every creative person has a different path and how they do things but I guess um when you're releasing an album or an EP I think you have that in mind when you're writing the songs, you know, this is a song for the album or this is a song for the EP or that kind of thing. Whereas I think I maybe had two of the songs, possibly three. And then I was like, oh, like it wasn't until I reflected back on them that I was like, oh, this is an EP. This is cool. And then I was like, right, I need another song for it. Like I I didn't want to release a three track EP. I wanted it to be like at least four. So I think the first song that I wrote, um, which is one that I'm going to play live, it's like one of if not the first song that I ever wrote on the guitar, and that was years ago. Wow. Yeah, and it's been part of my live set since then, um, but I kind of only realised that it fits sort of thematically with the rest of the songs. That's yeah. so lovely. It's like your first child out of the world. Yeah, She's like let your... go, be free. Yeah. Let's talk a bit about your live set, because that's where I came across you first. I can't remember, it might have been Other Voices or something. I think the first time I met you probably was Other Voices. And you were stylish as hell. You, <laughs> had, you were like, I think you were rocking this suit. I was like, who's that girl? <laughs> I need a class. What can people expect? Because obviously you're going to play an acoustic tune here today. What can they expect from your live sets? It's definitely changed since when we met at that, at that I think that was 2019, yeah. that other voice is set. Um, I have brass now mm. in my live section, so kind of obsessed with the trumpet at the moment. <laughs> Every song I write has a trumpet line in it. <laughs> it's a good thing to be obsessed with it, So obsessed with the trumpet. A little bit obsessed with the trumpet. Um, I think the more kind of confident I get recording my own demos, uh, the more I get to know logic and kind of unwrapping different kind of instruments uh, software and stuff like that 
the bigger my set is getting. Um, so yeah, the most recent show that I played, the um, headline in Whelan's, that, that was amazing. That was my biggest kind of setup and we had lovely Kev Foran on, um, on trumpet and oh my God, it was just so gorgeous. Like I kind of lost myself in the middle of it because I was watching him. And I was like, oh God, I'm supposed to be playing. <laughs> I'm coming back in here too. Yeah. Right? But yeah, his, his work is amazing and I always love seeing him added to people's lineups. And I think um, it shows a great sense of like a collaborative agency or like, you know, in Ireland, people are just going around and playing with each other. And the fact that you're almost writing trumpet lines for people that you know. Oh, like, I was like, Kev, this is going to be Kev, great. Play this for me, Kev. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you talk there um, about getting confident with tools, you know, like Logic or confident, like building your own demos and writing your own demos. Um, are you self-taught? Uh, I would say definitely not self-taught in the fact that I've like pestered all of my friends to teach me how to do it. That's self-taught. <laughs> That's self-initiated self-taught. Okay. You know, you're not employing a tutor. You're yeah. going out there and, you know, sourcing the information yourself and your self-motivation as well. So there's a lot to be said for that. Oh, well, that makes me feel better. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, but like, yeah, it, it is. It's something to be extremely proud of to be able to go and to be constantly learning. I can't imagine it's easy. I mean, in my profession as a photographer, I always have to be constantly learning as well and it takes so much time and you're just absolutely exhausted. I don't think you can ever be finished, especially in the creative field, like there's always new th- new tricks, like I'd say for photography, there's like, check out this new feature that yeah. they've just, just like for editing or like, you know, there's always something new yeah. that you can learn. It's never ending, but and that's it cool. Be, and it must be the same in music as well. Yeah, well, I mean, for me, I'm very, very beginner when it comes to like demoing. I use the most basic version of Logic but as I said, it's kind of like the more you use it, the more you figure out. And there's like little things that you can unlock and you're like, oh, this is a cool trumpet sound that I've not used before. I'll just add it to the 16 other trumpets that I have on this Again line. with the trumpets. <laughs> um, so the, the song that the first song you're going to play for us uh, today in studio, which we are very grateful for. Um, is it sans trumpet then? Are we going to hear it without a trumpet? I could do the mouth trumpet. No, I'm definitely not going to do the mouth trumpet. Uh, I wish we practiced this in advance. I could have done mouth trumpet. So what's the first song you're going to play for us now? So this is a song I mentioned earlier and it's called Changeling. And uh, it's one of the first songs I ever wrote. And it is about like Irish folklore and um, the fairy other land. Yeah. So hot right now though, the fairies. I'm, I'm getting really into the fairy world. And I'm obsessed. I didn't really, this is to my shame as an Irish person, didn't really know an awful lot about fairies until recently. Now I've gone really like deep into it. Yeah. And I follow um, an account on Twitter called uh, A Ring Fort or Every Hour, where it just, it posts like... I think I, I think I know that Twitter <laughs> it's a, account. It's a bot account. And I just get all these like ring forts and fairy forts. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to be listening to this song with intent now. So Changeling, take it away in your own time, Jackie. Cool.
took us by the hand and asked us all to climb up that mountain where the river meets the snow. They took off all our clothes. Well, I remember it was cold as we plunged into the water, as they cleansed us of our souls. And oh, we wait. was beautiful thanks that was quite haunting i did the thing where what you did on your live performance where i zoned out and i was like this is mesmerizing and then i was thinking i don't have a follow-up question thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> a terrible interviewer sitting here going oh crap it's back to me um, no that was absolutely um stunning um tell me right i know um as is the case with so many musicians uh here in ireland we've been through a pandemic things are tough everything is you know the cost of living crisis and all that kind of stuff uh, and a lot of people have to work and you also have a day job as well right I do I have a day job <laughs> it, it kind of blows my mind that you can be such a creative person who is bringing out a, a body of work as well-rounded as and as an artistic as as 
just as substantial as you do and then also have a job like oh, well, thank you <laughs> how, how how do you make it work do you set aside time for yourself to to write and to record or are you like regimental with your time yeah so I am a secondary school teacher yeah. by day <laughs> um which it, I'm kind of lucky because that particular job lends itself quite well to like creative jobs because you've got the whole summer um guaranteed every weekend some holidays during the year as well um so I can use those times really well the only thing is it doesn't really coincide like summer is festival season so yeah. you know you'd kind of hope that you'd have all your material ready to go to play Before. those festivals yeah yeah um which would mean that I'd need to write throughout the year um so yeah I do put away time it's just teaching kids is or teenagers it's it's it it's as any job is it's energy draining like it's taxing yeah I mean that's they're polite things to say about that <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could be in a room full of thirty teenagers every day yeah uh, yeah tough. yeah you're a strong woman for doing it and then to be writing beautiful songs like that mine would all be like like really angsty Slipknot versions yeah. go. <laughs> children ah. <laughs> yeah well maybe I, I write about fairylands because that's what I'm like take me away it's <laughs> <laughs> your little escape from the yeah. classroom going, See you kids. do the kids know you're a musician I think they do I think because like my social media obviously isn't on private it has to be on public yeah. for me to be able and you know I, I don't know about you when you were in school like I was kind of obsessed with the fact that my teachers had other lives outside of school like, I, I didn't think they did yeah when but, you see them in the supermarket you're like oh my god they yeah they're human <laughs> they eat food too <laughs> Um, but no, I had a really, really, really lovely group uh, who have just left the school, I think, God, two years ago now. And they came in one day super sheepishly. And I was like, Uh-oh. what's wrong here? I was like, what kind of fresh hell is this? And I, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was really on edge for the whole class. I was like trying to get them out the door as quick as possible. And then they just kind of like, like waved me at the door. Like, bye, Beverly. I was like, oh, they know. They uh-huh. know. <laughs> <laughs> Rumbles. Yeah, but it's cool because they were a lovely group and I think a lot of the kids that I teach are actually really lovely and they're really interested and it's nice that they know that I'm a person outside. It makes yeah. the cold thing kind of more relatable, I suppose. And, you know, it's inspirational as well for them to see that you can be a musician and that you can make records and yeah, yeah and uh, you can do more than one thing. Yeah, and we have kids as well in the school who are like super musically talented. So, I mean... <laughs> You're like, collaborate with me. <laughs> yeah, like today I had music club and I had a first year playing the drums. And I was like, I could write a really cool song to that. I was like, this is, don't do that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's like... <laughs> There's boundaries it, there. Intellectual property theft. <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> Getting them to sign like a clause at the age of 15 yeah. so you can steal their riffs. I like your style, Jackie Beverly. Um, okay, well, one more personal thing and then I'll let you play your next song. You just bought a camper. Van. I just bought a camper van Welcome and I'm so excited. Welcome to the club. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, so I, for anyone who's listening, I bought a camper van back in February this year and it has changed my life. Absolutely, incredibly changed my life. I love it. Every day I'm not in my van, I am saying, why am I not in my van? Uh, so, yeah. when did you get her? So literally on Friday, on Thursday last week, my girlfriend texted me and she was like, because we've been looking for a while. Yeah. We've been looking for, I think we got in touch with you a couple of months ago. We were like, please help us. And I gave you 15 long voice notes. <laughs> yeah. Kind of going, well, this is what you need to do. Oh, it was the best. It was exactly what we needed. But um, 
yeah, so uh, Sinead texted me on Thursday. She was like, this has just gone up. Because you need to be quick. They go oh, so fast. It's worse than the housing crisis. Oh my God, <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. We don't, we don't, but you know, the, not to put a downer on this most glorious thing that you've just bought, a lot of people, our generation, are buying them as places to, to live. live. Legitimate places to live. Like the first thought that came into my head when we had it was like, okay, if anything goes wrong, at least we have a roof overhead, which is so wrong on so many yeah. levels that you'd have to like live in a van. But it's terrifying. But you know, I've seen pictures of your new baby, and she's a oh, gorgeous I'd van. Live in that van. Yeah. You would, like, you would. <laughs> so, what are the plans? Are you going out adventuring? Yeah, definitely. We're going to try and go on like as many trips as we can before winter, and even throughout winter. Like it's going to be warm. Oh, enough. you do it throughout winter. Yeah, absolutely. Hot water bottle in your grand. Yeah. And would you bring the guitar? Oh, definitely going to bring the guitar. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I I record some of these radio shows from my van because I can because we're allowed to work remotely here in beautiful Dublin City FM. So last week I recorded from Clifton, oh, from this fuck. yeah, from this clifftop seaside in in Clifton, and it was gorgeous. So maybe. Well, if we do another one, I'll meet you out west. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, bring we the can guitar. sing fairy songs in the west of Ireland. Oh, this is this writes itself. I expect <laughs> you to come back on my show out in the wilds of the west. I'm there. Singing some songs. Me and Dorothy the van and Sinead and my dog Casper were there. Dorothy, Casper and Sinead. I cannot wait to meet them all uh, and introduce you to my Gloria Estevan. Uh, what a name. I know. Listen, um, play us out with one more tune, if you will. What are you going to play for us next? So this next song is the title track of the EP and it's called Temporary State. Brilliant. And just one thing before you go, if people want to hear more from you, where should they find you? All over social media, I'm Jackie Beverly, Jackie Beverly Music, um, all the usual places I'm there. And I'm sure you got a website with a store section where we can buy your EP. I've got a glorious Bandcamp page where there are CDs because we're retro like that. I love it. Uh, and lots of cool merch up there as well, like some fresh organic teas that you can buy. Um, so yeah, it's all You're up there. saying all the right things here, Jackie <laughs> Beverly. Okay, play us out with Temporary State from your new EP. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me.
sometimes fully comprehend Cause I get overwhelmed Then it's gone again And I need help to navigate This very That is about all we have time for. These shows just go so fast. I want to thank all of my guests for coming on the show this week. And I want to thank you guys for listening. I mean, come on. You guys are amazing. If you liked what you heard and you want to send me some feedback, Jesus, even if you didn't like what you hear, send me some feedback. You can text in the show or you can DM me. My handle on all social media accounts is Ruthless Imagery. Or you can email us. You can email myself or producer Ashley here. It is spotlight at dublincityfm.ie you will get straight through to us and we do read all the emails likewise if you want to send something to us send us some new music you want to send us details of an event happening in your community you've got some news for us anything that's arts and culture related we are here to listen to hear you and to platform anything that you've got going on this is your show as much as it is mine it's been an absolute pleasure sharing these couple of hours with you this week we will be back next week with some more new irish music and your guide to everything that's going on around um thank you so much i will talk to you then bye